All right, guys. So today we have on the show uh, another special guest for you, and he has traveled around the world. He is a speaker, an author. He teaches people how to be able to uh, see their dream life and be able to acquire it and make it fun and easy to live that dream life. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let me introduce to you today, Joey Drollshagen. Uh, Joey, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I, uh, you know, our listeners obviously um, are going to get a treat. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those of you guys listening, uh, obviously, uh, Joey is the founder of IFGT Coaching, Life Coaching, right? And he's yes. spent over a decade traveling the world as a speaker, coach, um, author, uh yeah, what 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 else have I missed there? Give us a little bit of background, Joey. Welcome, first of all, sorry, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Neil. I, I'm been really excited to have this conversation with you. Like this is <laughs> this is awesome. Truly, this is a gift for me. You know, I'm oh. real honored to get to be here and stuff. And and yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered it all. My my whole passion since I was 22 years old has been to inspire and motivate people to yeah. live better lives. Yeah, yeah. And what what is if get? Excuse me. And what, what is IFGT? Oh, IFGT. I-F-G-T. Yes. You want the real? You want the real terminology, or you want me to use the one I give at church? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come on. Give it. Give us the the real. It's, it's, the real behind it. Yeah, it stands for it's fucking go time. That's really oh. What it stands for. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. And, Th- and you know, I, like I said, this passion has been in me for since I was 22 years old and I became yeah. a student of the works I do then. But it's only been about nine and a half years that I've stepped out and done it. So it's it's really yeah. time to quit playing small. It's really time to live yeah. on scraps of what's available to us and really like kick it in the tail and move forward, yeah. you know, with gusto. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's go time. Okay. It's um, go time. Yeah, that's right. So um okay joey first of all obviously thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much for for the conversation we're about to have and uh you know what you're about to share i know there's a lot of different things and i know you are definitely a high energy high impact uh kind of individual and but i i read something and if i can kick us off here with i i read somewhere that someone said that uh you teach um oh here let me oh, i'm gonna pull it up here they said that uh his in addition to his infectious energy you'll witness how he makes living your dreams uh and sorry living your dream life easy and fun using the tools and principles he teaches uh and so First of all, let me ask, is that an accurate de- depiction that you try to teach how to make uh, living your dream life easy and fun? I, I make it easy and fun. Yes. I make expansion yeah. quickly. I make it I make it permanently, but I make it where it's fun. It's not trudgery. Yeah. If I can go into this for a second, Neil, so many people are out there coaching that if yeah. you want something in your life, you got to take massive action. You know, if you want to be right. an entrepreneur, you got to put the rest of your life aside. And that's all BS. 
And it really Ooh. is. Even the people preaching that have not taken massive actions in themselves and, and to, to get to where they're at. You know, it's, it's, it's about, like, let me ask you a question. How many massive actions have ever led to massive results for you? Uh, versus, you know, I, yeah, good. I, I would say, versus, first of all, massive yeah, action is kind of funny. Uh, what, what defines massive action? Most of the time I just, I just look at it as taking action is massive for most people, but uh, so if you just take action, right? For a lot of people, but yeah. versus taking inspired actions. Mm, yeah. You know, okay. I just started working with a business owner last week and, and I work with all kinds of professionals. I work with business owners and stuff. And, and I also have a 28 year career myself in corporate America, up to a vice yeah. president of sales, specializing in helping companies that were in or going into bankruptcy to come out that other side back yeah. into profitability and everything entailed with that, with customer retention, pricing, owner, you know, new ownership, like everything entailed with that and stuff. So I have experience in doing this and I have it. So I have experience in doing it the really, really hard way. <laughs> You know, the way that causes people to have strokes and breakdowns and things like that. And okay. then I found ways of doing it in, in the things I'm doing today with the subconscious mindset training and such on how people can do that much easier in their life. And so I started working with a business owner last week. His business is at 1.5 million. His goal is to go to 10 million. Okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. The first week I worked with him, all we did was spend a half hour, 30 minutes talking about the possibilities in his life, like to, to increase what that possibilities is. So often people live on scraps of what's really available to them. And there's multiple reasons they do it that we can get into. But one of them is because they don't know the how. They don't know the how to get to that really big one. So they back off of what they say they really want to move mm. that forward, you know, to get something in their life. Right. Yeah. So in the half hour conversation, all we did was talked about expanding the potential of what's possible for him. Now tell me wow. that that wouldn't be an exciting conversation to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I talked to him this week prior to last week, he would have typically two to four, four to six rather people that would sign up, you know, to work with him for his services and stuff every week. Last week, from the time we had the conversation until yesterday, he had 40-some people sign up. The wow. only thing he did different, Neil, was shifted his mindset on what he thought yeah. was possible for him. Yeah. So when I say yeah. it's fun, when I say that people get results quickly, that's the reason I'm able to guarantee my clients that they're going to get the results in their life and do it quickly. Yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, I thought I was going to be uh, really controversial and ask, why does it have to be uh, fun and easy? But uh, you, you're making a very compelling argument right off the get go. And I didn't even throw that out there. <laughs> well, think of it like this, you know, for 28 years, I was in that career and it was never my passion. At 22 yeah. years old, I heard a gentleman speak. And, and to this day, I don't remember what he said, but it just lit this flame inside the depths of my soul that I wanted to spend my life inspiring and motivating people to live better lives. Yeah. But I grew up in a low income, blue collar family outside Detroit, Michigan, watched my parents both work to exhaustive efforts and all that. And it break down their health and everything. And, and, mm -hmm. and I was taught that a man gets a job, supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. I was taught things like work isn't supposed to be fun. That's why it's called work. I was taught things like that. And so many people that, you know, are, are tired of living by those, but they don't understand how the underlying subconscious conditioning pulls them back into it for 
almost three decades, I was trapped in that. I had the desire. I had the mindset. I had the plan. I had everything together for what I wanted to do, but I couldn't break out of that conditioning. And that's what so many people are trapped in today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, it's interesting. I I, I heard someone talk, uh, I don't know, someone was talking about the difference between working and playing. And, uh, and I realized that, I realized that what I do, I'm playing, I play. And as a result, I'm going to outwork you every single day of the week, right? Because I'm never going to get tired. And I find so many people are, they're, they're always trying to work hard. And, and I'm thinking, well, while you're working hard, I'm playing. And, uh, you know, know, I I never get exhausted. Yeah, I categorize people in two categories, right? Yeah. There's there's the uh, spinners. That's the people that work more hours than anyone else. They put in exhaustive effort. They're, yeah, they're yeah. constantly going, 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 right? That's the people with taking massive action. It's the people that, you know, can never right. get enough hours in the day. They live like right. that. And, and right. ultimately, what they get in return for results is exhaustion, burnout, and eventually fade off, right? They'd lose any opportunity to vision of what they really want because they're just so tired of it. The other category mm. is the crushers. Ooh. Those are those spinners people. and crushers. <laughs> those right. are the people that put that take inspired actions. They're not taking right. massive actions into what right. they want. They take inspired actions. They get a vision lined up for what they want before right. they step out into it. And then those inspired actions spell out the how for them. And doing it a couple of times, you start learning that that will happen. So you have faith in that happening and they step out. Those are the people that seem like they put in this much effort and and (laughs) get huge results and their life just flow. And crushers typically have more money. They're happier people. And ultimately, they live better lives. Right. Yes. Yes. I I I. I can very much agree with you. I've I've lived on both sides of the fence. And now here's an interesting one. I've actually found that there are times when uh when I go back to to you know with your spinners and crushers, there are times when I go back to uh spinning and and I almost recognize at some point I'm like I'm starting to get stressed out. Let me let me step back and look at what I'm what's going on because I have a feeling like I've gone back to spinning some plates. And usually, usually that's, uh, can that happen? Can you go back and forth between those places? You know, absolutely. You know, before, before COVID, yeah, like, like, like the bio you read said, I I would, I traveled the world. I constantly, I love being live in front of people. I love doing workshops and live events and speaking and things like that. And then all of a sudden COVID hits. I didn't have much of an online presence at all. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, so all of a sudden it's like everything just, I mean, I had uh, nine cancellations within two days of events that were set up around the U S that I was getting ready to travel for when that happened. And so like, yeah, I, I, I did, I I'm a human being, even knowing everything I know, helping others with it and stuff. I went into a little bit of a panic mode because this is my life. This is my passion. It's my purpose. This is what, like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, like what I'm here for. So to have that feel like that's threatened, there is that initial part of that where it's like that, you know, it can be stress, it can be fear, it can be anxiety, whatever it is. And we start there and we're going to face those things as human beings. The good news 
is I have all these tools and I have things to turn to. So I don't spend days, weeks, months, and years there. Mm. I can start, I can, I can, just like you said, that was beautiful. You said that Neil, I can recognize what's happening and I can make, I have power to make the choices to say, I don't want to live here. Right. What's really sad is people live their whole life in that place and they think yeah. that's how they're supposed to live and they're yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, what I can say to that is that until I had uh, my kids, I kind of lived that life. When I, and then when I had my first, I've got four kids, but when I had oh, no. my my first uh, daughter, it just got me thinking. I started thinking about what I was going to teach her. And, you know, as a father, what am I going to teach her? And um, And what do, and then I started asking myself, and do I live that? what I want to teach her. And very quickly it started, I started realizing if, if I'm going to teach her to be her best, you know, rather than all, all these, Oh, you've got to do this. You got to do that. No, just live your best life, live, you know, give your best. And, um, and then all of a sudden I started realizing that, Ooh, I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't giving everything I had. Because I'd come home after work and or I'd be at work. Actually, I, I got in trouble at work a few times for doing too much. But, um, you know, that was a unionized job. So, um, okay. you know, it was one of those things. But um, it was a real game changer for me to start exploring that. What what more can I do and more, what more do I want to do? Where where are those pieces missing? And so yeah. what you're saying is like, oh, my goodness, that that's that so hit me like a sledgehammer when when that yeah. happened. And, and you're, yeah, Neil, what, what you're talking about is our longings and our discontents. Mm. What are you mm. longing to be, do, have, give, create experience in your life? And where do you feel discontent? Those are two internal growth signals that we are all born with and they work perfectly for each one of us. But so often people use those as ways of stopping them, as ways of, of and what they do if they don't face those things, if they don't look at those longings and lean into them, all of a sudden they start having to back down on their self-worthiness, their, their confidence, their abilities and what's available to them in life because it's yeah. either one or the other. And the same with our discontents. So many people learn to live a discontent life. And I was one of those people. I had a coach one yeah. time that said, I want you to get so upset and angry at the first onsite of, of, of um, discontent that you quit living there so long, hmm. you know, and that's what it is. That's what I want to help people to understand that. Like you have that awareness, help people get that awareness and then do something about it to open up that world. And the reason I'm so God grateful, passionate about what I do is because I know each time one of us, just like you, what you're doing right here, Neil, each time one of us goes in and taps into our unique gifts and talents and brings it outwardly, the entire world makes a shift in that. Yeah. With what you're doing today, you have an audience. I have an audience that will spread. And then from there, it'll spread. And we we can't even comprehend how far of a spread that wake will have based on this conversation right here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have found, you, you know, when you talk about taking inspired actions, I've found that, you know, doing this, it, it's interesting. I, I, it provides, we, we provide to everyone else, but I found that it literally inspires me to hear yeah. the conversation. It literally inspires me to hear someone talk about 
what they've struggled through and what they've learned along the way and where what they've overcome. I mean, it's called leadership to wealth for a reason because people under they get a piece of the leadership that they've had to take in their own life and then the the wealth that's produced whatever whatever that may yeah. be in whatever areas right yeah so. it's incredible and you said earlier about you know you don't consider what you do as work you consider it as playing you know yeah. and, and 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 so doing this this conversation right now is is energizing for me mm. you know I'm yeah excited. absolutely I've been getting up in the morning and running and then trying to go to the gym before lunch and stuff like that. And it's been going pretty good, but like, you know, hour and a half workouts I'm back into for the, for a, a five, four weeks. And, yeah. um, you know, and like, I need a nap after that, after this conversation, man, I'm ready to go walking again or do something, you know, it, it, but that's what it is, is, is when we're in that mode, when we're in, when we're in our wheelhouse for what we came yeah. here to do yeah. in our life and we're living our purpose, it's recharging. It's not yeah, work. It gives you power. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, man, you got me hook, line, and sinker here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so here's the question: yeah. Why, why does it seem like so often we we don't get to that place until we're later on, like where we're, you, you know, for me it was when my daughter was born, and then I started questioning that. You know, you talked about you had learned some of this stuff, but it wasn't until later on that something changed what why why is it that that seems to be the case for a lot of people that it's not until you know maybe later on at some point that they uh something clicks and they realize a need for a change and and i say that knowing that oftentimes there are people that can go their whole life and and yeah. just stay in that place right which is unfortunate but why do you find that uh, oftentimes it's later on that people realize Okay. So, you know, like the way I like to describe this is a great question too, man. This is a great conversation. The way I like to describe that is we can be pushed by our pain or we can be pulled by our vision. Right. So, yes. so when I was doing things like working in corporate America yes. and it's not what I wanted to do, and it led me to overeating and gambling and alcohol later on and things like that to cope with living like that. Cause that's what happens, right? Somebody gets in a little bit of a bind and it's like, man, I went to college for four or five years for this and now I'm doing it and I can't stand doing this, but holy crap, man, my parents paid for my college or this or that or whatever it is and stuff. And it's like, it takes some time of understanding the importance of it and, and nothing Nothing impacts that like growing age-wise, getting older. All of a sudden, we, we start noticing that end is moving in, right? Yeah. So what happens is as people are getting pushed by their pain, at some point, it's like, man, I, I can't stand living this way anymore. It's that discontent getting louder. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, where people start out like this, they're just closed-minded with things. All of a sudden, it's like, man, this is not working. I mean, it's the same thing with how people spend their life. It's the same thing with somebody who desires a, 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 to own their own business or a different profession. And then enough misery, all of a sudden, we start going like this. And we open up a little bit. And then we, open, you know, until, until we become an open book and, and change happens, you know, transformation comes about and stuff. But it's really about that push by our pain. The, the pulled by the vision, it's, it's kind of like an analogy of being in a kayak going down a river right pushed by your pain is you're 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 rowing up 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 a uh, current right you're trying to paddle up current and you can make some headway and things like that but you're putting in a lot more effort you know um you're you're burning your muscles more you're doing all of that stuff where if you just turn around and all of a sudden let the current carry you it becomes easier but part of the whole thing here and like this is part of the thing i found it it probably 24 years old is 
if something came really easy to me, Neil, it felt like it wasn't right. Like I didn't earn it. Hmm. And that's part of that conditioning the people to overcome that and understand it. It's a, it really is supposed to be easy. It really is. When I say that about easy, fun, you know, impactful things, it really is supposed like, that's how life is supposed to be. Yeah. But we were taught differently than that because yeah. we saw the people before us struggling that gave us our conditioning. We saw, you yeah. know, hardship, we saw things like that. And so it became the norm. And when something's normal for us, it doesn't mean that it's the right thing. It just means that it's normal. It looks, yeah. feels normal. So when something happens opposite of it, all of a sudden, sorry, all of a sudden it looks, it feels uncomfortable, but to get change, to get uncommon results, we have to take uncommon actions. To do that touches yep. on fear. Yep. Yep. Yes. So as we get older, we are, it's not like, I don't want to say it like this, but as we get older and see that end closing in, as we have things happen, like we have children born and it's like, oh my God, I, I went through the same thing you did. I, I don't want, I have a 25 year old son and I thought, I don't want to raise him to have all of this crap in him that I have. Yeah. Even though I didn't know what it all was then. And so, you know, all of a sudden, what I tell people is my whole goal is to help people when they to hear, to listen to those longings and discontents and get into a program that helps them bring about those permanent changes in their life. But so often people wait for a wake up call, like, an, mm. and it doesn't have to be negative, but like an illness, a sickness, financial situations, right. losing a job, like things like that, you know, and then right. they become willing. It's, it's just right. our willingness. But we control that really when we understand it. We don't have to get into that much pain to make those changes. Wow. That was yeah. a lot. I know. I'm sorry. No, did that make that, sense? It, it, yeah, it did. I And you know what I was just thinking about even as you were sharing about uh, your son and not wanting to teach him or train him in that way as a father, uh, I'm, I was thinking, man, that that must have been. What a moment that must have been to look at your son and think, man, what am I doing here? What am I showing him? And uh, and how that that must have been both a push and a pull in that moment. Absolutely. The, you know, the, the push, everything I talk about, I, I talk about no judgment, but there really isn't judgment. When we add judgment to this stuff, we just add such a high level of complexity to it and stuff. If you take the judgment out of it, so it's not good or bad, it just is. And yes. you look at it, yes. uh, that push is a good thing because it got us started. Yes. You know, without absolutely push, got to the point of developing a vision to get to live this life and have the impact that I desire to have on other people's lives. Yes. Yes. So oh, you, you got me. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all yeah. start with some level of that, you know, and we go through yeah. what we go through. Yeah, you know, but one absolutely. of the things, one of the big key things, and it used to be up until probably about two and a half years ago, it was really like um, 85% of my clientele, I'd say almost 90, 87% of my clientele was females because females oh. are more willing to reach out, ask for help and things like that. Yes. Men have that freaking John Wayneism thing going on. And what I tell people <laughs> is he wasn't even the same John Wayne we saw him when he wasn't on camera. You know, but we live by that. We were taught that and we live by that. And now I'm starting to see where more men will step out and ask for help. Because that's one of the right. big things, Neil, is is we're not meant to go it alone. You know, it says iron mm. sharpens iron. 
But yes. when we yeah. and even when we go it alone, I work with a lot of people like in recovery and such. And and I'll tell them when they come in, you know, get somebody to work with that's been here longer. Because if you don't, you're relying on you and you're the one that got you here in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your best efforts landed you into a recovery program, you know, and the <laughs> same thing with with people, really the same thing with yeah. people that are living yeah. that mundane life and dragging themselves to work and, and can't stand Sundays because they're in dread of Monday. You know, it all starting again and stuff. They're the ones that put themselves there, whether they realize it or not, they are. So getting yourself yeah. out of it is going to be very, very complex on how to do it. You, you know, it's almost like the um, uh, what's that uh, Seinfeld uh, George Costanza with putting stuff in his wallet and he keeps putting and he's and his wallet's getting bigger to the point that he's like trying to close. It. And, you know, this thing's gigantic until he finally puts one last piece of paper, which happens to be this girl's phone number, and he puts it in there and he tries to close it and boom, it explodes. <laughs> it, it, that's that's literally the picture that I'm that you're painting for me here is one of the things that happens is that we keep stuffing things in like, oh, it's not that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right until until we get to a point where either we, you know, we just kind of keep doing that. Or we get to a point where it finally breaks. Um, is that, that, that that is so insightful, right there, Neil? I mean, <laughs> you know, when I talk about that, because what happens is, 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 you know, looking outside of the wallet thing is, <clears throat> somebody will get to where they can't stand their job, but they got fears of looking for another one or doing something different, and so all of a sudden they'll start overeating. All of a sudden, they'll start binge watching TV. All of yeah. a sudden, they'll start drinking and escalate that. They'll start finding things like the casinos and things like that that they normally would not have entertained. But because they're trying to push this stuff down. And we yeah. all know best case scenario is you live a fraction of the life that's available to you using things like that as coping mechanisms. Right. Worst case is you know you end up in where those things lead you to ending up with, with health issues or you know yeah. things like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. We got grim real quick there. Um, okay. So let me, let me just back up here to, cause we were talking about, all right, we've got all that stuff that gets filled in there. I, and I'm just thinking of if we were talking to our younger selves mm. that don't have, well, they, they probably both have a certain set of baggage. Um, I, I know I had a lot of baggage, but uh, part of that baggage also made me say that I could get through all these things. And I went ahead and did whatever. And everything seemed not that bad until it was really bad. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there are a lot of young men now. If we're, mm -hmm. if we're talking to the 18 to 21 year olds, uh, they may or may not be in post-secondary, you know, like they may or may not be in college, university, and they're they're transitioning their life covid's happening and they're they're not sure where where do i go from next because they're asking themselves the question of i'm not really sure what i want i'm not really inspired or i really don't i don't know yeah. what inspires me because maybe they haven't had enough of something that's broken the camel's back can can you say something about that or yeah. to those to that segment? 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, one of the things I did is, is, is I have a nonprofit organization where we're going to high schools and we work with 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And instead of looking at what do you want to go to school, how much money do you want to make, what kind of paycheck do you want, you know, with the doctors, lawyers, and everything else and stuff like that, <clears throat> what, do, what would you love to do? Like, what kind of things do you love to do? Do you love to help other people? Do you love to work alone? Do you? And, and, and I take them through a process to help them to really define outside of their parents' expectations, outside of all, teachers, outside of all of that, what is it that you would love to do? Because we might not hone in on 18 or 19 years old to dive right into that and do it, but we start laying that pathway. Now people are going forward from a much younger age at what they want to do and defining that and growing more into that than trying to pick something based on a paycheck or somebody else's thoughts or things like that. And I'll tell you, I had a client, you know, growing up in Detroit area, I played hockey, I coached hockey, things like that for my son all the way up to high school and stuff. And one of the kids that I uh, had coached <clears throat> had called me up a few years ago now, had called me up and he said, you know, he still called me coach. And he goes, hey, coach, I, 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 can I talk to you? And I go, yeah, absolutely. He goes, you know, this should be the time of my life. I'm going away to college and, you know, he still played hockey and stuff. I'm going away to college and stuff. And, you know, I should be having a time of my life here. But all I'm doing is, is playing Xbox and smoking weed. And I'm thinking about dropping out of school. I don't want, I can't stand living like this. I don't know what I want to do. You know, everything you just talked about, Neil, and, and going into that using things, you know, to, to deal with pushing down the pain of where they're at, you know. And so right away, I wouldn't work with him for a month until he, he could be fully clean on marijuana. I don't work with people on drugs or, you know, things like that and stuff. And then I ended up working with him. And within 12 weeks, Neil, this kid, I mean, it's just so freaking amazing what happens. But he decided that he, he loved doing stuff with computers. So he wrote this program for automobile, automobile dealerships to auto sign people up for the warranty and things like that much easier. And put this thing together, went out and showed it to a dealership. And now he's got in like, I don't know if it's 35 or 40 different dealerships and stuff. And they pay him to do the programming and stuff. And he's just freaking loving his life. Now he's expanding into other areas. He partnered up with somebody. He's got something else going on now and stuff. And he, it just, and, and when we get that purpose and people start taking actions into that and they have some assistance in doing so, it's amazing what can happen. This kid didn't see himself beyond following his dad's footsteps of working for an automotive manufacturer and getting a job behind a desk and living there until he retired. Wow. Wow. That that's amazing. That's it amazing. Is. Um, I mean, he, you know, he was 20, he, 22, 23 at times. So a little bit, but, but starting then and moving into that, it, there's yeah. so much more available. Yeah. Um, when, when you look at your, your own life, do you see yourself at that age and and can you look at it and go, oh, yeah, here's where I was at. And this is what you because you've been working on on uh, this development for a while. Can you look back and and see uh, the things that were getting in your own way? Um, now. I can look back. See, for a long time in my 20s, once that ignited in me, I was like, I was like, I'm all in, you know, I'm all in. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't figure out what kept stopping me. I, I take all these courses. I started getting into getting coaches and going through different programs and everything. And, and really, I, I the way I understood everything, it was all around mindset, right? If you talk positive and think positive, then you got to get there. And, and so I, I dove into that, you know. Yeah. 
while I was in the corporate thing and I'd learn something and I'd start to kind of come out somehow. And it, like, I'd, I'd walk into the, I used to call it the wall of fear. I'd hit that wall of fear and it was like, Oh, I must be doing something wrong. And I'd go back to the starting gate. Later on, I realized it was all of that sub, um, subconscious conditioning that was controlling me. And no yeah. matter how positive I bought that, remember the secret when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. So I bought the VHS because I'm that old. And then I bought the, the I bought the. Um, I don't found don't worry. The moment you say gave the reference of John Wayne, I thought, uh oh, he, need, <laughs> he needs a new reference. <laughs> Although he may it looks like a young guy, but he's telling us his age right there. It works for me, though, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, um, and I know John Wayne, too. So, <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, so I bought those and I dove into yeah. them. I thought, man, this is it. This is going to get me there, you know. And after about five, six months of really deep diving it, I was like, this is garbage. And, and you know, and and what I didn't understand back then that I would find out later is once I started identifying that subconscious conditioning that was really running my life, then once I understood that and started shifting that, then I could see how the universal laws, all of that stuff, you know, think and grow rich, all of that stuff works perfectly. But what it fell short on is the application is you as unique as the individual applying it. The way you would apply those to you is based on your conditionings, your patterns, your paradigms, your desires, all of that. That's completely different than how I would apply it. Does that okay. make sense? Oh, so it, when I work with clients today, I tell them, I got a path that will go down. I don't have your answers, though. I don't know yeah. what it is you're going to do in life, but I am really, really good. And I care a lot about helping you find out what those are quickly and stepping into them. Yeah. Well, well, since since we're on this topic, you uh, you teach something called SMT. Yes. Can can you tell us a little bit about that? Since since we're just Absolutely. talking about that right now, yeah, it stands for subconscious mindset training, and it's really okay. shifting and 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 shifting that conditioning in our underlying. So let me give you the best example I can think of is we have a conscious mind, right? Yeah. Our conscious yeah. mind is the words we use, the thoughts we entertain, what we watch on TV, who we hang out yeah. with, what kind of things yeah. we do. All of that's in our conscious mind. We choose that, whether we think we do or not, we do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The subconscious mind, all it does is receives whatever the conscious mind, it just absorbs whatever the conscious mind's focus on. So every act we've done, every thought we've entertained, everything we've ever said or heard or things like that is in the subconscious mind. And then the subconscious utilizes the body to carry out the actions to the life that we experience. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So mindset is important. Because the thoughts we entertain, the words we use to describe our, you know, one of the things I tell people, Neil, is how many of you would ever speak to another person the way you talk to yourself? <laughs> right. Always, Absolutely. What I get is a chuckle out of that, you know, yeah. but, and, and it is funny and I understand that. But yeah. think about that. That's what we're experiencing in our life. Somebody who says, oh, my God, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. They get sick a lot more than somebody who talks about being healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an example of that. So, so what happens is all the stuff that we've absorbed in our conditioning and everything is in our subconscious and, yeah. and, and runs through the process of like the motherboard of, of what we do in life, the actions we take, what we entertain, what we don't entertain, you know, what we believe is possible, all of that stuff. And so somebody who's got the conditioning that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some life in retirement will live trapped in that. 
unless right. they go in and shift that conditioning. Yeah. That's yeah. what the whole subconscious mindset, every, you know, I have a few different programs, but the programs I work with, the people I work with now, the application of it is very unique, but it's all based on subconscious mindset training. Cause when we shift that, man, we yeah. open up the world of what's possible for us. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I know. I absolutely agree with you. Um, because I grew up with the mindset of, of, um, you have to you have to work hard and it's hard it's hard to make money it's not easy yes. right and uh and and that people are going to try to you know you got to watch out for people because you know they're yeah. going to try to get you um yeah. or they're going to try to steal with you steal from you or they're not going to uh you know they're going to go behind your backs or all of these kind of things and and so you've got all of life working against you. And so you've got to be strong. And so yeah. that was that played in the background for a, a long part back there, a long part of my life. And uh, and it's not surprising to look at it and go, hmm, yeah, that's kind of how life occurred to me. Yeah. And what happens is, you know, like one of the big ones for me was money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I would Rich, draw another it, it used to. It used to grow on trees. Now, now uh, you know, it's, still, it's primarily it's still plastic. Today, but... it does for me. But, oh, but you're right. Well, here now, in Canada, about... it's all plastics now. So. <laughs> that was good. But think about like having those thoughts and, and everything you think about doing, everything you desire to do, you have those tapes playing in the background of all that yeah. stuff. How limiting would that make life in 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 that? And and so many people are not even aware that that's what's controlling their life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now, knowing now that we've established that that is there, our mm -hmm. subconscious is really pushing the show, and it's it's what it's meant to do information yes. comes in, it goes back there and it, uh, you know, you can't think about every function on the conscious level. Your, your subconscious is going to have a lot of that stuff and it's going to push it back out for you. Now that we know that mm -hmm. the question of course, that get, that, that people ask us, well, how do I change that? How do I, or how do I identify what's, what's playing back there? And, how do I go about changing it once I see it? I love to meet people asking those questions right there. <laughs> one of the there you I go. Found, yeah, really, yeah. Neil. Because one of the things so, I found. So let, let's let's put a plug right here. So if you're listening to this, you're watching this, and you're asking that question, how do they contact you? They can read anybody can reach out to coachwithjoey.com and schedule a 10-minute conversation with me. And You'll be amazed in a 10-minute conversation what we can cover. I mean, I've had awesome. people send me testimonials or speak testimonials that say that 10-minute conversation changed my life. It opened up a, a stuck areas I was stuck for years or decades on that it opened up. So all they yeah. got to do is go to coachwithjoey.com. Really easy. Pick a date off of my personal calendar and a time that works for you. Fill out some information. And, and we'll, the day of the conversation, we'll get laser focused into whoever I'm speaking to. Love yeah. it. I love it. Okay. So now if they see themselves right there, yeah. you love working with them. Mm -hmm. Tell us. 
So here's the thing. The first thing I tell people, because like you said, Neil, if you, you know, you can't do anything, you know, some people will like, I'll talk to them and they'll go, oh yeah, I didn't even know I did that. And they'll get kind of ticked off at themselves, you know? And I go, don't get yeah. like that. Celebrate it. Because your awareness is the first step towards shifting that in your life. If you're not aware yeah. of it, you can't do anything different. So yeah. the first yeah. thing is to be aware of it, like you said. And the way I do that is I have people, I tell them, start focusing on the words you use to describe yourself. Start focusing on, on what thoughts you're entertaining. Start focusing on, and it's, it, 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 I'll make it much easier in a second. Start focusing on the people you're hanging around with and the conversations you're having and what you're watching on TV. And, you know, like I'll run into so many people that are just stuck with CNN, constant negative news from every avenue they can get it. And they're almost like they thrive on it. No pun intended there. But it's almost like they thrive on that in their life. You know, and so what I tell them is the easiest way to be aware of it is start leaning into what feels good. Speak of things that feel good. Speak of things that, you know, you want to experience in your life. Speak of things that are expansive for you. As you do that, the other side is going to show up. So that's the first starting point to it, right? Now, now yeah. you have the awareness of it. And then yeah. you can start looking at, I mean, there's a multitude of tools and, and, you know, my programs are geared towards that. But there's things you can do to start shifting those. Like I'll give you an example is it's taking the limiting beliefs that you have. I do a thing on TikTok almost every day and I'll take a limiting belief and we'll create a more empowering belief for it. And I'll just pick one. People will send them in to me and stuff. And I'll say, okay, you know, welcome to the Daily Brain Train. The limiting thought today is, you know, like one of the ones I used last week is, do you shoot all over yourself? <laughs> you know how many people do that, though? So yeah. what I do is like, for instance, I took one of them and, and money doesn't grow on trees, right? What do you think yeah. we are? The Rockefellers, like those types of thoughts and stuff. I know I'm showing my age again with Rockefellers because it's other people, but I like it. So it works for me. But, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, come up with a new empowering story. You know, there's so much financial abundance available that every living, breathing person could have more than they could ever use. And there would yeah. still be an unlimited supply that money literally grows on trees because it's paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you get the awareness of the limiting thought, you build a more empowering uh, replacement thought for it. And then forget about the first one. Just start living in that one. Use it as an affirmation. Use it as your life truth. Use it as like start really leaning into and putting that on. I promise you, Neil, anybody who does that for two weeks, 14 days straight will start seeing life different in whatever area they do that with. Wow. Yeah. And they'll Absolutely. start noticing the outside world start showing up more of that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, so what I'm hearing, you're you're literally speaking some of my journey, and you're literally condensing some of the journey that I've gone through in life, and uh, because I'm I'm, I'm literally yeah yeah I'm literally looking and thinking that's so interesting because you you talked about uh, celebrating when you when you become aware of something, and I and I realized that actually that's an interesting habit that I have when I identify. A, a failure or something that whatever's that that comes up there i i try to think that's awesome that's great i've now learned something there or i've seen something there that uh is now an opportunity uh to what do i actually want in that area it, it's like um it's it's like you were tripping on something in the dark and now all of a sudden you got you get to see it. So you get to go, oh, let me move my son's oh, yeah. shoe out of the way. 
<laughs> or 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 the uh, the the blocks because those are the ones that really hurt. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, behind me there, up on that top shelf, there's a book. It's blue. It's called Life's Lessons, and and it's a book I wrote, and it's all about this. It's when I started looking in my mid thirties when I was making that transition from mindset, going starting to go into the conditioning, understanding of it, and stuff. Is I started looking, you know, and I came up with this thing. Okay, now this followed pushed by your pain. This followed a, a divorce, a surprise divorce after a 19 year marriage. It followed my retirement at 45. I was ahead of schedule to retire at 57 and that divorce dwindled it down to a couple thousand dollars. It yeah. followed a year after that, my dad passed away of cancer. And just over a year after that, my mom didn't want to be alive without him and, and passed away. And I found myself an orphan. So all of those things led up to this point of being in so much pain in my life. I didn't know where to go or what to do with it. And I ended up coming through a series of events and, and, and leaning into it. I ended up coming up with this, that life happens for us and not to us. And if that's the case, the only way I could see what it was is I had to take the judgment out of it. I couldn't look at the divorce as good or bad. I couldn't look at like any of that as good or bad. It just was. And if life happens for me, I could start asking the question, why is this happening? And all of a sudden, I could start learning lessons I would have never, ever learned before through the events that I was the victim of. And it really moves us from living a life of a victim, of understanding how life is helping us to grow and expand, to live in that purpose of what we came here to live. And the whole book is a, is a, is a writing of that process and what happened and the events and things like that that led to it. And that's one of the big things I teach people. Now, if you look at your subconscious and if you look at somebody who's had some things happen to them, like we all have, that led to conditioning that they now play safe and they play smaller than who they really are and things like that. When you shift those and understand what the lesson is in that, what the life lesson was in that, all of a sudden it just sprouts immediate growth in people. Mm -hmm. I don't know why my camera's doing this. I'm sorry. But yeah, <laughs> it, it just right. ignites it, that growth. You keep... You keep uh, every time your camera does that, it gives you a zoomed up feature. So it's well, maybe great. that's not bad, man. <laughs> He's too close. <laughs> it's like the, it's like that intense moment, you know, in a in a movie where all of a sudden they bring it in close. And <laughs> you know, you, you know. said that, but I'm just noticing I'm kind of wearing a whitish, and you're wearing a darkish. So if you oh, you know. perfect contrast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's but that's what it is really. And so yeah. I can help people who live after divorce and and, and they're in all that anger. Mm -hmm. And you know, you meet people who've been divorced for eight, 10, 12 years, and the first thing they talk about is what their spouse did to them and stuff, and help them understand, yeah. you know, yeah. that hero's journey, you know, is is helping them understand that you can take how to convert that emotional energy associated with those events into fuel to launch our life beyond what we could have done without those events. Yeah. Wow. I, th I think you, I think you copied your book off of my book. Um, I, I'm kidding. I don't have a book, but, um, but. <laughs> wow. You really played that well. <laughs> but what you just said, I'm like, that absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's verbatim, um, you know, in, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm a little yeah. stunned. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Cause I help people that way. Okay. And that, that's great for the outside things and stuff like that. And so, yeah. but internally we all have that work to do as well. So when yeah. I say about, again, I'm going to go back to when I say about this is fun and easy to do. Think about taking, 
when you start noticing things about yourself where you've been kind of crunching yourself down for years or decades, yes, yeah. you take the judgment out of that and look at what it's there to taught you, what it's there to teach you. And all yeah. of a sudden you get that spark of that. And it just yeah. launches you into doors, opening opportunities, potentials, all this stuff showing up almost yeah. instantly based on yeah. it. That's what I mean about it. it's fun. When I help somebody start with creating a dynamic vision for their life, and then we yeah. let that vision pull us into it, any shifting you have to do, any, any, any of that, uh, you know, the patterns, paradigms, conditioning, any of that shifting you have to do, it's, it's done with ease because you know it's leading you deeper into the vision of what you truly would love to experience in your life. Hmm. Is it possible to have that that vision, passion, purpose when you're young? Is it possible to have that then? Or do you almost need to go through a period of finding out what you don't like before you yeah. can go go that yeah, route? That's a great question because a lot of people think is you got to live some life and you got to get some experience and you got to do, you know, some falling down and things like that. And you, you're going to experience it anyways, regardless of what you do. You know, one of the yeah. things I tell people, Neil, is our vision is as alive as we are. So yes. as we grow and expand, our vision grows and expands. If we're yes. breathing, our vision is breathing. Yes. So if you take somebody who's young, which is a whole nonprofit, you know, in the schools and stuff. Right, right. Taking somebody like that and you get them sparking a vision at that age, and living through there. I mean, think about if, honestly, like wow. if I could have wow. been doing this from 22 that I've been yeah. doing the last nine and a half years, how much bigger that impact would be. Yeah. You know, so, uh, almost so no, like, you don't have to go on. Uh, almost like vision without uh, having a vision without judgment uh, to allow it to be free to move and grow. Now, this is what I'd actually love to taught in schools. Uh, is yeah. is this kind of stuff? A lot of people, uh, you, you know, obviously leadership to wealth. A lot of people think of the dollar signs. They think the financial, and so I always get asked, you know, shouldn't we have financial education in the school system? And I think, and, and I say, well, there's a problem with that because whatever you standardize so that it can be taught across the whole school system will end up being some sort of watered down version. Um, and then on top of that, you now give a basis for people to, you know, part of business is being able to move and shift and all this kind of stuff. Once you get a basis, everyone thinks, oh, this is the way you go. And, and then they're not looking for any of the other things, right? So it almost becomes a handicap as opposed to what you're talking about right now with is really like my my daughter's headed off to university and uh even for her the ability to be able to have a vision to have a dream and to not apply judgment to herself it is difficult for her because she watched me applying a whole bunch of judgment to myself for all those years and now yeah. and I'm like great I I you know I've I can see how I've stuck that on her and um, and she's going to have to work through that. So what you're talking about right now, I'm thinking, man, I wish that was in the school system. Yeah. And it, it, the thing that makes it hard about that. Is is like one of the things I'm really down on. I don't remember if I said this or oh. not yet, but one of the things I'm really down on is these coaches. Who the massive efforts, the 5 a.m. club, the things like that and stuff like that, where it's kind of like oh, yeah. treating like people becoming robots. Right. How to do it. That's Same. the problem with schools, universities, and things like that. That's why, like, you know, 
like if, 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 if I could go to a university and have the impact that I'm having, I would do that, but it wouldn't be that way because you, you, it's structured in a way for mm. people to be robotic. You know, when kids are going through classes after class, it's it's structured as robotic. And this is not, this is the complete opposite of it. You know, like one of the things I'll tell you, Neil, is I only work with eight clients at a time. And the okay. reason I do that is because my phone is open to them when they run into patterns and paradigms, which the whole program is designed for, that they can pick up the phone, call me, we can shift it right there and such. You know, there's a lot of coaches out, and I learned this the hard way. When I first started getting coaches, I'd look for somebody I was working with a lot of people because I thought, man, this person's got to be good. Well, when I did that and I was one of 150 or 200 people in a program, I didn't get no personal support out of that and so these right. coaches that are just hurting people through their programs what they're doing is using coaching as a way to build their own personal empire i i totally disagree with that right. i work with eight clients when i'm done working with them you know some people will keep working with me others will leave as people leave we open up an enrollment and put people in there and we have waiting lists of people and things like that and stuff to get to work with me but i do that so that mm. because this is my passion this is what i'm here for I, I have more than enough money. You know what I mean? Like that stuff always flows with it. And I don't worry yeah. about that at all. I just like, this is what springs me out of bed in the yeah. morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and wow. one of the things I love that you mentioned, like, and, and, and I was really excited to talk to you from your podcast and stuff is because you, like you just said a minute ago, wealth is not just money. Yeah. It includes money. But if you had a billion dollars and you were on an iron lung or you had no relationships or you were just your life, just you were in a dungeon of a life or you worked your butt off your entire life to get that money. How much fun is money? Yeah. You know, so yeah. wealth is balanced with all of that combined. Yeah. Yeah. In, in truth, I don't even really believe in money as it's going to sound funny, but I don't really believe in money. Um I, I believe that that's just a value that gets assigned to the value that you provide. And um, and as you do that, you, you know, when they talk about attracting money, I, I kind of separate it from the, you know, I'm just going to think about it and it's going to come to me. The value you provide, that wealth just comes. It, it's amazing yeah. how that 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 just comes because you open yourself up to helping people and what you can do. And, um, and so I almost say, look, that that's a byproduct. It's going to happen that that comes regardless, right? You can't, you no, can't I stop do, it. I, yeah. Know. Right. But I do put importance on money. Like right yeah. now I'm growing $5 million. And the reason yeah. I'm growing $5 million is I have a, a life ignited Institute, which is coaching other coaches in the programs that I have in the subconscious mindset training so that yeah. I can broaden the, the impact I'm having on this world right. with the works I do. Right. And that's what I need to, to, to fully kick it off the right way and hire the people and building yeah. blah, blah, blah and stuff. So yeah. when I look at that, but I'll have a lot of people who will come to me and they'll start working with me and they'll do their vision and their vision, they want to be a millionaire. And yeah. so as I'm reviewing their vision, I'll go, why is that? And they'll yeah. go, because I don't, ever want to struggle again financially and i go okay th then we got to stop because if, if if you're if you're trying to build a vision or to overcome a fear it's not going to work yeah so figure out what a million dollars means to you how what the impact you're going to have how you're going to you know and even people like you know that listen your your um you know your audience and stuff like that who have financial goals to their life and yeah. things like that that's great 
but make sure that your financial goal is not to overcome a fear somehow because it won't work that way. Figure yeah. out a positive purpose for building that wealth like that, like yeah. the Life Ignite Institute. You know, one of the things I love to have my client deck filled at eight people, it's because I love what I do and stuff, but also yeah. it has money coming in and, and I can make sure because my staff is called the dream team. Every I have four people on my team and there's no boss. Everybody is living their passion. The person that does my social media loves it. My promoter absolutely loves what they do. You know, the people that are yeah. on the team are doing things they absolutely love doing. And I love to be able to, you know, give out yeah. extra money here and extra there and share and, and, you know, do fun things with it and stuff like that. So it has yeah. importance to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not yeah. my, that, that in itself is not my main driver. I, yeah. I, I love it for the, for what it can afford us to yes. do. Yeah. And give and share and play. You know, one of the yeah. things is I decided, uh, got about five months ago and then I put it down for a little while, but I'm starting again next weekend as I'm getting certified to hang glide. Ooh. And it's just more adventure. That's what those things allow us to do yeah. is they allow us to expand in the adventure and truly, you know, this, we get this yeah. one life this time around, you know, we live one time here and the years go by quickly. You're either filling it with things that you truly love or you're filling it with struggle and, and, you know, mundaneness yeah. and we get to choose that. And the bottom wow. line message I love leaving people with is you, it, it, it may not seem like it, but you, it's your choice. The way you're living your life truly is your choice. That's yeah. not a judgment. It's just understanding, you know, the reality of our life is make believe. <laughs> The reality yeah. of your life, Neil, is make believe. The reality it's of my true. life every, really is. The reality of our life is make believe because it's based on our perceptions. So at any time, you can shift your perceptions yes. and experience yes. life completely differently. That's the good news. You want to yeah. know the bad news? Yes, tell me. Each of us has to make that choice to shift those perceptions to change our life. Yeah. Nobody can do it for us. Yeah, I, I think that's an even better news, but <laughs> that, that we get that we get to make that choice, right? That's that it's, we can, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing yeah. opportunity. Okay, I hate to do this. I gotta ask, uh, so what because we're running up on time here. Yep. What what's next for you? Well, right now, like I said, I mean, you know, revamping everything over to more virtual yeah. and stuff. And, and yeah. as I'm doing that, it's so funny. As I finally get, you know, my 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 heels dug in with it and get some ground uh, on it, is I went up to um, Michigan two weeks ago and had four speaking events live in three days. You know, so as I'm going this route, that route's opening. But you know, we're growing and expanding and 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 just yeah. like like I said, continuing the process that we follow because it works and brings dynamic guaranteed results to people but also like i said growing growing the nonprofit and going into yeah. schools and working with more people growing um yeah. you know getting ready to gear up over the next probably 18 months to kick off life ignited institute and start bringing coaches in and certifying them so we can spread the footprint that way as far yeah. as like you know, leaning out i'm starting to get uh, more live speaking engagements again where it's like you know as part of a panel or different things that people are doing over weekends and stuff and just really loving really living and, and really basking and loving my days and what i get to do yeah wow yeah that's beautiful it's beautiful i i i love i you know i said that about springing out of bed in the morning but i do i mean now yeah. i force myself to lay there for 
five minutes and, and just start my day off and, and get centered in my mind, get my intentions, things like that, you know, but then it's like, okay, I, I can't lay here anymore. I, I got to get up. I got it. I want to get moving. I want to, you know, and, and I didn't used to be like that. I used to start work at eight and I'd get up at like force myself to get out of bed at nine 15 and get in the shower, you know, and yeah. head off to the office and, and yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for, for sharing, you know, so many different things. <laughs> um, you, you shared my life in what you were sharing, and I really appreciate that. Um, and there's definitely, there were er some areas that I was like, oh, I'd love to have uh, gone in more. Uh, it just means that uh, I've got an excuse to invite you back on and uh, hear, hear, uh, hear how the journey's going. Let me ask this question. Um, because you mentioned TikTok, how do people get a hold of you on TikTok? Yeah, um, it's it's um, uh, I think most of them are Coach with Joey. Coach with Joey, yeah, love it. You know, love the, it. one okay. of the other ones on TikTok would be the uh, Daily Brain Train. The Daily Brain Train, okay. And it's it's all about retraining. It's all about taking limiting thoughts and expanding them. Um, you know, social media, Joey Drillshagen, or, or Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, all of them. And but honestly, Neil, the easiest way for anybody to get a hold of me is go to coachwithjoey.com. And have a brief 10-minute conversation and just see what's possible for you. I don't sell. I just share and I give and help people do things. And the right people come in to do, you know, the things we do together and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> my last close up right there, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's it's only fitting. It's only what's fitting. That? I said it's only yeah. fitting that, that you should get that last close up. The last action shot. <laughs> You actually look a lot better at it than I do, though. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Joey, thank you so much. Guys, uh, this has been a great show with uh, Joey Drollshagen. Did I get it right? Dro Drollshagen. Beautiful. You say it better than I yeah. do, Neil. <laughs> uh you know, Joey, thank you so much. Uh, again, we, it's been a pleasure uh, for really helping us to look at our mindset and not just look at it and observe it, but uh, even the opportunity to even understand there is an opportunity to uh, be able to redefine that, change that vision and uh, to be able to, with some techniques, be able to live a dream life that is fun and easy. Yeah, absolutely. It was an honor to get to talk to you today, Neil. This is really, really enjoyable. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show.